0: Hello everybody, Jesse Schreck with Practical Missions Cohort, serving as the on-field director and uh, missionary church planter. And today we have an update based off of our most recent email update, which we send out to serve our partners as they uh, join in with us in the ministry through prayer. And uh, this is a way to keep them up to speed with what's going on and also to uh, let them know some new things and share some of the most recent happenings. So in this case, we'll be sharing uh, of a sermon that I preached recently in English among the U.S. soldiers, uh, photos, and another video uh, from my wife together with little Cornelius. Uh, So stay tuned and we'll jump into the email. I'll expound it a little bit for you and uh, keep you involved in the ministry. And that's it for today. Okay, so the title of our email update that we sent out recently, the one that we're looking at today, is called On Being Servants, and that's based off of uh, the, the this most recent sermon that I preached in English for our friends, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, at um, the church in Vicenza, which is a church predominantly made up of uh, soldiers from the U.S. Army base there, uh, people who are serving our country and uh, out of Italy here, uh, working together with the Italian military and so on. Uh, so we had the great privilege to, uh, to minister the word to them. And we've been doing this off and on over the last couple of years uh, because of a mutual friend we have back in the States. Uh, so we talked a lot about what it means to be a servant, this identification of ours as Christians that never changes. Many things in our lives change. Uh, uh, we're young, we're old, we're ill, we're healthy, different kinds of phases of life and so on. Pandemic times come, all kinds of things change in life, occupation status, this, that, Um, but one thing that remains the same if we are united to Christ is we are servants, servants of the Most High God, and it's our great joy and great privilege to also serve one another, and uh, so we unpack that a little bit, and and, uh, I'll put a clip of this somewhere in this uh, podcast episode today. We're not doing the recording of the video just because... I don't have a lot of time on my hands today. I'm catching up after a week of uh, downtime and uh, don't have time to do the video stuff this week. But uh, we'll pick it up again next week, Lord willing, uh, at, at least with our next update. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's uh, that's the title of the message, and uh, we'll look at uh, uh, a couple brief updates here related to uh, the family and also the outreach, what we're doing. Uh, uh, there's a video clip here, there's photos, uh, some new prayer requests, and so on. Uh, so we'll share that all just in uh, in a moment. Uh, but we'll start off today just with this, uh, this Bible verse that we looked at in our family worship time. Uh, together uh, doing a devotional in the evening after dinner. And uh, this comes from Proverbs. Love the book of Proverbs. Uh, Such great stuff for everyday life. Uh, Very, very profound, life-changing stuff. Obviously, like all the Word of God is life-changing. But special verse here, uh, Proverbs 27, verse 21. And it says this, "...the crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold." And a man is tested by his praise." Uh, so I don't have any notes in front of me or anything but a couple things come to mind right away as I uh, remember this verse and what we talked about just the other night as we looked at this verse Uh, here we have this wonderful reality that uh, gold for example anyone who works with jewelry or gold they know uh, it's not pure Uh, you you see in the old films the black and white films even uh, in the west they're digging and got the gold diggers you know and just digging on the shores and and finding nuggets of gold and you can hardly tell the nugget of a gold from anything else because it's dirty it's nasty Uh, but there's a whole process to purifying gold Uh, and a lot of that process resolves in, in melting it down and burning getting it hot and then getting out the impurities and so on same thing with silver uh, important part of that and it just reminds us though also of the sanctification work uh, of God in our lives in the lives of Christians uh, so uh, it's good for us to know as Christians uh, from the moment that we repented of our sins and then we trusted in Jesus Christ, from that moment on, we are justified. Justified by faith. Uh, we are in right relationship with God. We read this in Romans chapter five, but all over scripture, we read this idea, justification by faith. And uh, in the eyes of God, we are actually seen as just and not because of anything we've done of ourselves uh, because uh, our good works are, are like trash before the Lord. It's just not good enough. It's impure uh, no matter how we do it. Even the best things we do, Always impure motives are tainted in there a little bit, uh, and uh, and so but but the reality is for the Christian there's this blessed exchange that happens from the moment that we repent and trust in Christ. Uh, Christ, he took our sins upon him on the cross, and uh, in exchange we receive his. Righteousness. Luther called this, Martin Luther called this the great exchange. And it's a wonderful term. It's a wonderful concept. It just puts the gospel in a very brief, uh, concise understanding right there. But it's, it's, that's the beauty of the gospel. Uh, so not only are we forgiven of our sins uh, because Christ died in our place for us, etc., it took the wrath of God the Father upon himself, In our place, and but he also, because he lived perfectly for us, uh, his righteousness now becomes our righteousness. So to get into heaven, to to be in right relationship with God, we need the righteousness, and we just don't have it of ourselves. It's an alien righteousness; it comes to us from uh, another source, which is Christ Himself, and He gives us His righteousness, and that's why Christians in the New Testament are always understood to be saints, the saints. Uh, of God and so on and that's how Paul and the other apostles addressed each other and and the churches and so on and uh, because in the eyes of God we're seen as holy even though you and I we both know very well we're plagued with all kinds of different sins and the moment we start thinking we're actually improving we, we see more clearly how how many more other sins we actually have that we we're weren't even aware of before because God graciously and slowly in the sanctification process lets us see our sins a little by little at a time. Otherwise, we might have a heart attack and just die on the spot if we saw how wretched we actually are all in one spot. Uh, but in any case, uh, there's that sanctification work. So we're, we're justified before God. We're made right. Uh, the righteousness of Christ is given to us. And this is all wonderful. This is the good news. And we're considered holy right away, but there's that ongoing work of sanctification in our lives. And uh, and this verse just reminds us of that because the the furnace is for gold, the crucible for silver. A man is tested by his praise. And, and even in the verses before this uh, in Proverbs, it has to do with the effect of our mouths uh, revealing uh, what is in our hearts. And Jesus talked uh, quite a bit about that also, that truth that what comes out of our mouth does reveal uh, what is in our heart, the condition of our heart, and so on. And uh, it's a great way to test where we are. And here this idea of a man is tested uh, by his praise, I found this to be just so fascinating and so true. Uh, The truth is, for a Christian, uh, we should be able to praise the Lord. We should have a heart full of thanks in any and every circumstance. Now, too often that doesn't happen and we need to repent of that. That's not good. Uh, And that's why the body of Christ, we live together, we help each other to remember we ought to be thankful. Why? Because we deserve condemnation. We deserve uh, to receive justice, which is condemnation. But yet we've been given great mercy, great grace. We've been saved. We've been forgiven. We've been given eternal life, abundant life, all of it right now. The Holy Spirit to dwell within is the greatest gift. Uh, we can know Jesus now. We can know God now and, and live for Him, serve Him, all these wonderful things. Uh, but uh, but too often we forget. And so it's good to have each other to be reminded of this. And, uh, and in difficult situations, we can still be praising God, and we should be. And if you find yourself uh, lacking praise and adoration towards God, if you find yourself with an unthankful heart, you're you're not thankful, you're troubled, you're anxious, you're worried, you're even angry, all these are external signs of what's going on in your heart. You've either, you're not saved, or perhaps you're just forgetting. You're not being reminded of how blessed you actually are to be forgiven, to be saved, to be known by God, loved by God, cared for by God, and all the rest. And uh, so, A man is tested and it's good for us we also see not not only did Christ reveal that uh, what is in our hearts our mouths reveal and so on the condition of our heart but also uh, uh, we see that uh, he does actually test us Uh, it's something that God does in his in his sovereignty and for the sanctification process so often I think if we look at our lives we're actually failing tests left and right all the time and once in a while we come to our senses and realize I can give thanks in this situation I can give thanks it's the will of God for me to be giving thanks in all things as we read in even in Thessalonians Uh, and we come to our senses and we begin to uh, give thanks, yes. And we have those those blessed promises from Romans 8, 28, for example, that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are united to Christ and so on. Uh, when we're reminded of this, we can actually give thanks. And I, I think of all the difficult things in my life, all the challenging things, the things I would never want to do again. Uh, but at the same time, I realize those things were actually necessary in my life. God was working in the midst of those things. And uh, only when I came to realize that, Uh, either towards the end of the suffering or whatever it might be, to just say, this is out of my hands, this is madness, this is crazy, but my Lord reigns, and uh, if He's permitting me to endure this or go through whatever this is, it must be for a good reason. Thank you, Lord, forgive me for not thanking you sooner. Uh, we give thanks and we have praise. Uh, When we finally arrive at that point, we are passing uh, the test. So my exhortation for all of us today would be to consider whatever it is, you're going through something. Uh, You're in a fallen world. Uh, It's a sinful world. You have an enemy. For sure you're going through something. And if you're not, probably tomorrow you will be. Uh, Just remember that the Lord does test us. He permits a lot of things. He causes a lot of things in our life because he wants our faith to grow stronger. He wants our faith to be more uh, pure. Uh, and he wants us to bear fruit in this way. And so uh, be minded that God does test us. He is at work testing. And uh, you want to know how you're doing, just consider uh, what your mouth is revealing today. Uh, that would be my exhortation for you as well as for me. Are you thankful? Are you giving God praise despite the circumstance? Even if you can't understand it, if you have no idea why you're going through what you're going through, can you give God thanks? You should be able to. Why? Because you do not receive what you deserve. You did not receive condemnation, but you received Christ Jesus. He's, he died for you, lived for you. In the eyes of God, uh, you are considered holy and righteous because you are clothed with the righteous robes of Jesus Christ. Eternity awaits you with the Lord. And uh, it's just unfathomable for us uh, right now what that will be like uh, to set our eyes on Christ, uh, to see Him in glory and uh, and all the things that await us with Him as the kingdom continues to expound uh, day after day. Uh, so give thanks, uh, be full of praise. Uh, whatever test the Lord might be putting you through, go ahead and, and go past that test by by having a heart uh, that 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 has been put to the test, but also proven to be thankful in your situation. Uh, some people would say uh, nowadays uh, in certain movements within uh, evangelicalism, where uh, if you want to show your faith, you gotta be bold and claim and name and claim all kinds of different things, and and show God you have faith and this and that. But actually, true faith would so would, would kind of be the opposite, actually, and say you know. Uh, my God is sovereign, my God reigns, and whatever it is, uh, I receive it from your hand, Lord, with thanksgiving, knowing that you only give the best things to your children. That is the kind of faith that really pleases uh, our Lord. So uh, just a couple thoughts, just an exhortation for us there. Consider the testing, consider your faith, consider the praise that is on uh, your lips or that is lacking and how it ought to be there and seek the Lord. Seek God today while you can to change your heart, to give you a grateful heart, a thankful heart, no matter uh, your situation at the moment. And uh, so that's our verse for today. Again, Proverbs 27, verse 21. And now we'll move up to another section of our update here, and this just has to do, uh, I'll basically just read through uh, the update here and the outreach stuff, family, and then uh, expound just a little bit for us, and that'll be it for today. Uh, So, dear friends, thank you for your continued prayers and support during these pandemic times. Uh, Always reminded that, I think you are too, anywhere you go with all the masks and everything and all the rest and the, the nonsense going on. We are in a strange time. It's a pandemic time, and people are getting wild. Uh, people are suffering a lot, all kinds of different things are happening, a lot of uncertainties, uh, but God is reigning. Uh, So the update here, it says, last week we had off, uh, so we took some downtime last week uh, to enjoy some much-needed rest and recreation downtime. Uh, All all of Italy goes on vacation in the middle week of August, they call it Ferragosto, uh, and uh, we did as well, we took that downtime uh, used it, received it as a gift from the Lord. We did a what's called a, a staycation. Uh, uh, if you're not familiar with that, that just means uh, instead of vacating, going somewhere else, you stay, but you're unplugging from all the normal things you do and having a vacation basically out of your house. And uh, for a variety of reasons, we did that. One is because uh, travel is not the the best right now. Um, things are a little tight financially, as as well as uh, we have uh, my, my wife is pregnant uh, and her mother is here and she's older. We didn't wanna go places, put uh, anyone at risk or anything like this. So we decided to stick around the house. We, we got some projects around the house we can do. We can try to go out and do different things we wouldn't normally do and, and so on. So we did that. We rested, we recreated, we explored the town a little bit. We gathered some supplies. We had a breakfast date. Uh, we reorganized the house. So we hung out with our neighbors a little bit. We played card games each night. Uh, we watched a couple films. Haven't watched films in a long time. That was nice. Uh, watched some films, slept in a little later. And we even started a new family uh, tradition uh, of making our own tomato sauce. Uh, so this was exciting for us. It was great, It was great, though, all of this to, to unplug and, and recoup a little bit. And if you look at our uh, update here, there's also some photos. If you, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, photos of us. Uh, we bought cases of tomatoes. You can get them dirt cheap over here. Uh, and then uh, we got a little machine that you hand turn, and it mashes up these tomatoes, peels the skin, et cetera, and makes it into what would be the base of the sauce that you would later cook. Uh, cooked it up, put them in the, in the glass jars, which you disinfect by boiling in water and this, uh, and then you put the tops on it, vacuum seals it in. Everything's good to go. And then whenever you need them, you pull them out. Our neighbors got 90 kilo worth of tomatoes and made up sauce for the entire year. And then they also give it to their family, uh, you know, some bottles and so on. Friends of ours back in the States who are Italian, uh, they do this kind of stuff. They all get together and make a bunch of tomato sauce. Uh, We did it first time, and I can't believe we never did this sooner. All these years I've been in Italy, it's been absolutely fantastic. Good way to get the family together, do something. Also, uh, the sauce is better. You know what's in it. It's really good. And uh, it's just it's a wonderful little thing. So uh, I think this is now a new tradition every year, this time of year. We're going to be doing this, Lord willing, and uh, to God the glory. We actually we got two cases, went through them already. Now, today, this afternoon, we're going to go back out and get some more cases, and uh, and that'll be something... uh, uh, still to do in the next couple days. Make some more sauce. Uh, so uh, that's exciting. Uh, if you're a weird guy like I am, uh, but uh, it, it is really good. It's good. Uh, yesterday, which is not yesterday anymore, but last Sunday, Jesse preached. Uh, this is in our uh, update here for our brothers and sisters at the New Life Church in Vicenza. And today we are back at the Lord's service, feeling a bit more energized. Praise the Lord. So uh, we're catching up a little bit this week now, getting things back in order, responding to emails, uh, beginning uh, again the the work for the uh, the stuff for PMC as well as the outreach and, and, and evangelism got out of about 550 tracks, uh, this morning, uh, going back out again, uh, maybe late this afternoon in the piazza, handing them out. Chi Chi's now coming with me, which is great. Uh, he's doing really good. He's excited. We get anywhere now. Uh, again, we go to the grocery store together He gets, like, where's the gospel tracks, daddy? And then he, I give him one and he wants to give it to the people right away. Uh, we're downtown. He's, he's handing them to people. And, uh, really really fantastic uh great to see the little guy only four years old uh getting involved like that so exciting outreach uh it says this here uh, evangelism now continues Please pray for God to use us to save others in Mestre. We could say a million different things there, but ultimately just pray for us. Pray for God to use us. Pray for uh, the gospel to continue to go forward. And uh, the wonderful thing, the thing we need to remember too about evangelism is God is glorified when we evangelize, when we proclaim the gospel. And uh, sadly, and this is just some bonus uh, I'm throwing in here. Sadly, what happens... uh, we evangelize, evangelicals evangelize, and they get denied, they get made fun of, if something happens, or they don't see anything happen, and they give up, and they stop evangelizing, thinking, that's ah, just not gonna work, we gotta do something, we gotta become more worldly, do whatever they do, get some smoke and gas on the lights or whatever, a rock band, and then people wanna come and hear the gospel and everything, we gotta do that. Uh, no, that, that that's that's not right, that's not a good biblical view of what evangelism is and what the purpose of it is. Uh, a lot of things happen in evangelism, uh, and much of it we don't see, uh, so it's good for us to be reminded uh, that when people accept the gospel, believe in it, they repent of their sins, they trust in Jesus Christ, God is glorified. It's a work of God, uh, that they that God alone causes regeneration. And it's in His time, it's according to His will, He knows who are His. And uh, before the foundation of the world, He predestined them to be formed in the image of Christ. And, and God is a work uh, in evangelism, it's His design for people to get saved. Uh, often what, what happens is people either... Aren't interested, or they deny and get even hostile when they hear the gospel preached. They don't want to be told they're a sinner. They don't want to be told uh, there's a righteous God who's going to judge sinners, etc. And uh, they're not interested in Jesus Christ. They think it's all fairy tale and a bunch of nonsense. Uh, but the the truth that we need to remember. So I'm reminding uh, myself as well, everybody, uh, that in evangelism, uh, when people don't receive the gospel, which most don't, uh, when they out, outright deny the gospel and they get even hostile, God is glorified in that also. Uh, the The scriptures teach us that that man is without excuse. And uh, on the day of judgment, it will be made clear to them that they should have understood who God is, how good He is, and they should have sought Him and pursued Him to know Him and to be saved, etc. All of nature, all the earth, uh, the stars, everything declares the glory of God. It's screaming out uh, the glory of God. And uh, people uh, suffocate the truth. They don't want anything to do with Jesus Christ uh, because they are depraved, because they are dead in their sins, enemies of God uh, by nature, until they're born again. And uh, so it's just normal. It's natural. It happens. Uh, But also, when people deny the gospel on that day of judgment— It's just another piece of evidence for them another uh, example uh, to show them they are without excuse the Lord will say to them I came after you in a variety of ways remember that day that evangelist that guy you didn't want to talk to or you took his track and threw it on the ground I was coming to you in mercy and grace that day and you didn't want anything to do with it you will all be without excuse and uh, even in condemnation even in, in judgment of that sort God is also glorified. We need to remember that. Uh, so it's great. We we always hope. We want to see more people saved. Obviously, we plead with them. If they're going to go to hell, go over my dead body uh, on the way. But I don't want to see you there, and we plead with them to uh, to be saved and so on. Um, but we have to rest in the truth that God is glorified also when they when they refuse the gospel. They're without excuse even more on that day because they've been made aware of their need uh, for salvation, etc. Uh, so, all that is part, I just tied that on or added it on to our simple quote here or, or, or uh, part of here on this update about outreach evangelism. Just pray for us, uh, pray for us. Pray for God to use us. Pray for the gospel to go forward. Pray for us to stay consistently going at it again after the vacation now, getting back out every day, engaging the people intentionally, getting the gospel into their hearts, getting the gospel into their hands, their minds. Uh, and uh, But pray for God to save too. We wanna to see some folks saved. We wanna see lives transformed by the power of the gospel, by the beauty of Jesus Christ, that people know him and walk with him then and, and walk alongside of us also as well. Uh, so pray for that uh thank you we really appreciate your prayers in that area family uh it says here our next little update jerry v and the baby continue to do well we had another appointment uh it was yesterday we took jerry V to Padova for the specialist appointment uh again and they said we don't need to go there anymore for the rest of her pregnancy we can do all the stuff local now at this point they're they're satisfied they still say she's small the baby a little bit small and they say her femur bone is still uh, seems a little small don't know what it all means yet uh, but um uh, Trusting God, uh, praying for the health of the baby every day, and we know many of you guys are also, and we thank you for that. And uh, So continue to pray for Jeremy and continue to pray for the baby, but give praise to God that uh, she seems to be doing well and the baby's doing well also. The due date, a number of people have reached out to us, asked when is the baby due. Uh, October 25th is the official uh, due date for uh, this baby girl. Uh, and again, uh, we have Jeremy's mother with us. We're blessed by that. We're thankful for that. She's helping out around the house, doing different things, and that frees me up to do more work for PMC and also more evangelism and, and follow-up and discipleship and so on. Uh, so praise God for her being here. Pray for her to have a great time while she's with us. It'll be uh, She's here now over a month. She'll be here until after October 25th, maybe even till the end of the year. We'll see how things go. But thankfully, she uh, she's able to be here with us. Uh, so that's really exciting and really good. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, so we'll put a clip in here, uh, the, this sermon. Uh, put a short, uh, maybe if I can, I'll find a minute or so just to stick in so you get a sample of the sermon if you haven't heard it already. Uh, but it's also available on this podcast, so you could just uh, go back and, and listen to it there. A couple photos, though, also in the update uh, of uh, us together uh, on uh, during our vacation time. Uh, Chi-Chi, uh, Jerry V, Jerry V's mom. Uh, me preaching to the, our brothers and sisters at New Life Vicenza and uh and that's it uh oh, we got a video here called rainbow painting that's just uh something uh, uh missionary mommy Jerry V uh just doing something with Cornelius it's actually from uh several months ago but uh it's a cute little film uh 1 minute long or so just to see uh G- chi, chi uh growing and and all that we can't see you guys and be with you we're supposed to be back in the states in August but there's a pandemic so you know we can't be there for that and this is just way to let you see some of us uh, a little bit at least uh, so hopefully you can enjoy that prayer requests though uh, salvations and mestre the evangelism uh, get pray for energy for us to evangelize and open doors for the gospel to go forward continually day by day and uh, continue to pray as we uh, put together uh, the members access at the PMC academia um, and the teaching courses uh, four of which uh, we're, we're now planning and I'm working on the first one right now which is just an intro to the ministry, the philosophy of ministry, and for those who are coming to get involved, so they know their role, what the what we mean by different terms, the end goal, what we're working towards, and so on, and uh, and how we all fit into that, and how we can work together. Uh, and then, lastly, pray for the good health of Jeremy and the baby. And um, that's it today. And um, till the next time, God bless. Ciao, ciao. All right. So as we close out today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, drop in right here uh, just a short clip I think it's one or two minutes long just grabbed it uh, towards the end of uh, uh, last Sunday's uh, sermon message and again it's in English and that's why we want to share it because uh, you guys don't get to hear from me especially when I'm not visiting in the states because of the pandemic and so on uh, so just a, a little opportunity to share uh, the word with you uh, also in English as it's being preached here in Italy in this uh, in this case to uh, uh, these wonderful folks that are serving our country and protecting uh, our people and so on and uh, so rare opportunity and uh, but may you be blessed as you consider uh, your role of a servant and uh, if you get a chance go ahead and you can go here uh, go ahead and hear the, the whole message if you want we'll put that in the show notes uh, but uh, yeah it's one thing that doesn't change uh, we are servants it should be a great joy for us to uh, serve one another it's a privilege the Lord has given us in uh, a way to glorify God Ciao, ciao. wow the only thing I did is sin I deserve condemnation I deserve torment death and he's given me eternal life I'm happy to serve my master I really am Uh, They understood that. And they, like Jesus, they considered themselves servants and they they applied themselves to that. Are you today, are you embracing your identification as a servant? Have you pondered it lately? I would encourage you, I would exhort you, embrace it. Don't run from it. Don't shun certain things. Embrace your identity as a servant. It will go well for you. You'll be blessed. Uh, And if we truly see ourselves as servants, we will also know true success in this life. We will know it. The world tells us often what success is. you got to do this. you got to do that. you got to retire. God's servants, they don't really retire. They don't really retire. Even Brother Daniel mentioned, I'm done in two years here. I'm an open book, whatever God wants to do. It's true. Retirement is not something we aim for as Christians. We never really retire. There's a phase that changes, and our, our time, how we use it, changes. But we're always at the Lord's service until the last day. That should be the heartbeat of all of us.